There is a thin veil that protects humanity from the horrors and darkness of the other. Within the other lives everything that our minds can bring to imagination. Or maybe it is not imagination at all, and just a thinly veiled reality that our mind cannot believe to be true. The veil is the will of humanity to protect the innocent from the dangerous and the horrible. A pursuit to ensure that the darkness of the other does not consume the world. The vanguard are those who uphold the veil, who know the truth of the horrors and fight it every day to protect the innocent. They must ensure that the balance is maintained and the darkness held at bay. We are the vanguard of the veil. Welcome everyone to another session of the Vanguard of the Veil, a Monster of the Week actual play podcast powered by the Apocalypse System. I am your keeper, Fred, and my pronouns are he, him, and playing with us tonight, Veronica. Hi, everyone. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Uh, my name is Veronica, and my player, nope, my character's name is B or Dr. Beatrice Money. Our pronouns are she, they, and again, very happy to be here. Matthew. Hey, everybody. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. My name is Matthew, and I am playing Agency. Our pronouns are he, him. And special guest star, Alex. Hey, I'm Alex. I'm playing Deandra. Uh, Deandra's uh, pronouns are she, her, and my pronouns are like 87% of the time he, him. All right. Oh my God, Alex, it's so good to have you back. Welcome back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Tim, uh, unfortunately, wasn't able to make it today, but it was a great opportunity for us to reintroduce Deandra back into the fold. But to do a little catching up, Matthew, what happened last time? All right, since the last time D was on, here's everything that's happened. I'm kidding. Yes. <laughs> on the last episode of Vanguard of the Veil, at LIF Pharmaceuticals, the team is left to their own devices as they go exploring to learn more about what's going on behind the scenes. Heading to Dr. Beatrice Money's office, the team meets Laura, B's coworker. She agrees to show them around and give them a little bit of a taste of life's operations. The team sees two experiments, one spider person one and one for mice that have no fear it will attack cats. B snags a mouse while Laura gets them samples of a new drug, Zephyr, that's supposed to make everyone really happy. When heading out, Laura is taken by security and the team is escorted out. Sensing that they are in danger, the team takes proactive measures and escapes the guards, with B horribly killing two of them with concrete spikes. The team is able to escape in the NS9 van just by the skin of their teeth. Thank you, Matthew. By the way, V, you have to do that every single time now for the stream. <laughs> yes, for, that was American Sign Language for our, our viewers. Yes, yes. I don't know if it's American so Sign Language, but maybe dumb Southern Sign Language. <laughs> Southern, Amer Southern American Sign Language. <laughs> I don't know Bless if that's true either. <laughs> Southern American face and hand talk. Deandra. Yeah. You are currently in your office. You have a small TV that is sitting on a filing cabinet off to the side. It's probably uh, easily 30 years old. Uh, it's so, kind of like one of those yeah. square CRTs. cube type things. Yeah. yeah. Um, it still has like the radial dial on the front. <laughs> Um, Here's a tinfoil on them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you're watching one of the local channels and there is a um, show on and it is one of those talk shows, you know, uh, primetime, nighttime talk shows. And uh, the host is currently interviewing somebody uh, and immediately you recognize um, a person by the name of Lars Mickelson. Recently, uh, in an editorial, Lars Mikkelsen was uh, essentially nominated the Person of the Year. And um, because of that and all of the philanthropic pursuits, uh, as well as just being the owner of LIF or Life Pharmaceuticals, he's currently being interviewed. Um, as you watch the interview, 
you are seeing things or reading things in between the lines that mm-hmm. most people aren't going to catch the nuance. And a couple of things really strike out to you during this interview. Okay. The first one is during his conversation with the host, they were talking about climate change. And although maybe to the average listener, it probably passed you know by without much thought, uh, he makes a comment that that people are very similar to a virus and that they are we are a, a virus on the earth and we are harming the earth and that that is why climate change is so important. The second thing that sticks out is that he is coming out with a new, I guess for a, a lack of a better term, a quote unquote super drug and it's called Zephyr. And this drug is supposedly supposed to lift everybody up into a higher sense of being. It is supposed to affect the physical, the the mental, and even like the psychological of each person. And that is what this drug is going to provide. Yes, V. I want to know if when he comes on stage, if he plays over and over Creed's Can You Take Me Higher song. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. It, it doesn't play over and over, but that's like how they introduce him onto the stage. And then when they cut out for commercial, the song comes back on as it like blacks out into commercials because it is yes. one of those primetime shows. Okay. The last thing that you catch, which is met with shock and standing ovation uh, in this show, uh, is that Lars comments that this new drug, Zephyr, will be provided to everyone within the United States as a free drug. There is no need for any kind of healthcare or you know, like money or anything like that. It is going to be available for everyone. And he comments that production has already begun and distribution should follow shortly. Hmm. Okay. I'm going to pull out my big old ball of red yarn and start thumbtacking strands between uh, note cards that I pinned to the wall. And right in the middle, it's going to say, there is no free lunch. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And... So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna start putting together my my craft project of uh, stringing these things together and like drinking heavily and smoking while I while I do this. Perfect. Now, was there a specific move that you had that provided support or insight uh, into this? Yeah, yeah, I can um, do the connect the dots. It's at the beginning of each mystery. Is this considered a new mystery that I can do? Yes, yes, absolutely. Especially okay. for you. Okay. So then um I'm rolling uh 2d6, right? Yes, that is correct. And then okay. whatever attribute is associated to that um okay. power. Okay, so I roll plus sharp. Um and if I get uh on a 10 plus I get 3 holds, on a 7 to 9 I get 1 hold, and then I have certain questions I can ask. All right, let me see what I get. I, oof, I got really poor. <laughs> I got I got not enough. Okay. But I'm trying to connect the dots. Okay. So if you rolled a six or under, you have failed. Is there is it only successful on a seven or higher? It looks like so, yeah. At the beginning you um current events blah blah blah. Hold a three, seven one, hold a one, spend your holds during this. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't okay. say anything for like failures or anything. So as you continue to connect the dots and place the red yarn on the wall, there's something that's missing and, and you don't know what it is. What is like a fe- what is kind of like making the hairs on the back of your neck rise up and you're unable to pinpoint it and you feel like you need support you feel like you should maybe reach out to some of your contacts to maybe get some more insight or maybe collaborate the information that you have okay the next thing is you have recently been seeing a lot more information about NS9 in the news is this overt information or is this like me reading between the lines information? Like 
is it is and it's not like actually in the news or is it like things are happening and I know what's going on? Kind of no. Thing? So yes, it, in some ways it is overt in the sense that okay. prior to you joining the NS9 team and going on that mystery with them, NS9 mm. was almost non-existent in a general information way. It was a very underfunded, underground department of the government and nobody really knew what their purpose was. It was kind of like, you know, the occult department of the government, which was always kind of laughed at because obviously the occult is not a real thing, at least to standard society. And ever since your kind of like foray with them, you have started seeing it kind of pop up in the news. And it's somewhat surprising because they were very secretive. And then now they're almost kind of like showing up in the limelight. Okay, that's strange. All right. The most recent footage that you have seen, and it was described as a... Uh, like a natural gas explosion within the city limits that the NS9 team helped people survive. For some reason, in one of the video camera footage, you see Andy wielding a spear. And that's very odd to you because you would expect them to have some kind of standard issue pistol or you know you you know of agency getting access to maybe some of the more heavy lifting weaponry like maybe a shotgun or assault rifle Uh, but the spear strikes out to you and uh, you start to do some research and uh, what we kind of went over i will uh, offline uh, i will allow you to introduce um, at your leisure if you'd like to but we will leave it there okay Agency. Hello. Directly after B, yourself, and Andy left the pharmaceutical compound, you went back to the agency and you dropped off your pill to Harold, uh, who is the, uh, you know, quote unquote scientist of the department. Forensic pathologist. Great. Thank you for that support. Yes. <laughs> and he immediately uh, goes to work, but he's like, I'm going to need like easily 68 hours to break this down and be able to analyze it. So, you know, I suggest that, you know, you go to sleep and, and come back maybe tomorrow. Uh, I know. I, I appreciate you burning the midnight oil on this one. It's, uh, it's you know, we're really concerned about it only because there's a good chance this is about to get handed out to every single American Oh my God! Okay, well, we've hopefully seen, there we've seen their stuff before. That stuff is nasty. Uh, well, yes, I, I mean Sigma and Macabre both were incredibly horrific drugs, but I, I read the reports. It said that life wasn't associated with it. There were rogue scientists or something like that that yeah. kind of taken these drugs on their own. Isn't that right? Well. This is the one that we know for certain that they're producing in-house, but I don't have a good feeling about it. But, I mean, they're providing it for free, and it's supposed to be this great drug. And Well, that's that's the part that's really confusing, right? Yeah, no, I, I guess you're right. I have no, never known a pharmaceutical company to No, they should something. be price-gouging Americans left and Correct. right to feel happy. Okay, well, I will look into this, and uh, the minute I find anything, I'll give you a call. All right. Appreciate it, and hey, you know, thanks. Absolutely. So you take everybody home. Um, Andy, B, you drop them off at their apartment complex. You go off on your own. Um, I don't know if I've ever asked this, but do you, like, live in an apartment or a home? What What is agency's home life like? Oh, yeah, I got an apartment. Okay. In this economy? That's a government salary. You live, you live in California, so that is fair. I got like, a, I, got, I kind of feel I got like a studio. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I would think that you would look down on Andy and B for living in an apartment, but only because you live in a quote townhouse. I, I imagine <laughs> I do have. I I like to think that I have standards, so I live like in a different part of town. It's like just as yeah. big of an apartment, but I'm closer to like better food or something. That is very fair. And I feel like it's almost not like rent control, but like you've been living in the same place probably for like the last 10 years. Yeah, I don't want to move because I'm I have too much other shit in my life. I don't want to deal with that nonsense. 
are is your apartment like are you a very organized and clean person are you just a slob what what is home life like for agency agency is very neat first thing he does when he wakes up in the morning is he makes his bed he might let the the clothes sit in the dryer a little long because you know he's he's got other stuff going on but like for the most part maybe a couple dishes in the sink but he doesn't let them pile up he he does he doesn't have a dishwasher no one can he can't afford that but he does uh he does he just try to keep his place fairly tidy but like he doesn't have people over he doesn't he's, he doesn't decorate a lot he's got like a couple of things up on the walls but for the most part it's pretty bare only the only the places where like the living spaces have like anything worth talking about well you quickly go to sleep after the events of the day and um when you wake up the next morning you wake up to a phone call on your cell phone and it's Harold Kobayashi he leaves you a voicemail and he says, uh, agency, I, I think you should come in. Um, there's something we need to talk about with Zephyr. I'm not sure what it is, but it is like nothing I've ever seen. See, so he'll just, he'll nod there for a second. And he'll be like, that damn FDA did it again. Get ready. And he'll head over to the office. He'll, okay. uh, he'll just shoot a text to, uh, Andy, uh, just saying he's heading in that Harold's got results on Zephyr. And you don't receive a response from Andy. And so you just head into the office um, and you will assume that at whatever point he'll contact you and you don't really think much about it. B, it is the next morning. You wake up, you're refreshed. You are, uh, do you decide to continue to dress as Dr. Beatrice Money or do you go back to your standard B um, fashion? That is a great question. I would like to look at my cell phone device and see if uh, Dr. Laura has sent me a text or anything. She has not. That is concerning. And on top of that, the way you left the compound was also disconcerting. For whatever reason, after you were able to receive samples of the drug from Laura, you were immediately accosted by security and K, and they then try to kill you um, in the parking lot to which you had escaped. Um, so maybe going back there would probably lead to, you know, being apprehended immediately. Okay, um, I probably need to change up my look then. I will go to the mall. Okay, so you go on a shopping trip? Yeah. Okay, and, I, you know, I... I assume that you have the funds to be able to purchase what you want. Is there anything mm-hmm. specific that you want to detail? You know, actually, I need to change my look completely. So what I will do is I will go to the store Hot Topic <laughs> and I'm going to buy a bunch of anime sweats and was it? I'll do a bunch of Demon Slayer shit. Okay. Even though I don't know what Demon Slayer is. It seems like, holy shit, they made that for me. Like oddly appropriate to what you do, right? wild. So it's that, and I will also get a little wig so no one can know who I am. Okay, so you are geared up in your anime sweats and shirt and wig, and you come out a completely different person. Um, now at this point, um, what are do you head into NS nine? Do you check in with Andy? You know, or do you go back to Life Pharmaceutical? Uh, yeah, definitely not going back to Life Pharmaceutical. I mean, I feel like I quit. You know, <laughs> I feel like when you kill security, that means I quit. <laughs> so I guess I won't be going back there. Yeah, I will skip going to Andy's house since Tim isn't here today. And instead, I'm going to take a walk over to my very good friend agency's apartment, which is a very long trolley ride away, I'm sure. So you go to agency's apartment. I feel like he's not going to be there, though. I feel like Hot Topic opens after I've left for work. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, on the trolley, halfway there. I'm going to look down at my new Naruto watch and I see that it is 1.30 in the afternoon and I should not have stopped at this borrow. 
and I'm going to uh, hop right off of the trolley, and I guess I will walk to an S9. Okay. I imagine that your watch, like, the long arm says believe, and the short arm says it, and it just, like, Absolutely. goes to- Yeah. And I can set a little timer on it, and when it goes off, it's like, Nice. Deandra. You have yeah. tried to call Andy several times. Um, oh, yeah, definitely. You have Andy's contact information, and you thought it would be important to bring some of this information to him and NS9. Um, but unfortunately, he hasn't picked up a single one of your calls um, or responded to your texts. Mm-hmm. Do you want to just head into NS9, or what would your next step be? My next step would be to try to break into his house. So I'm going to head towards. <laughs> where he lives when you make it to andy's apartment which you're able to find easily you know obviously just by you know looking it up on you know some app or whatever you find that his front door is open and on closer inspection it looks like the lock has been tampered with and not in the sense of like a breaking and entering but you could see marks on the locking mechanism that belies maybe something along the line of like you know lock picking tools or forced entry in that sense i'm gonna i'm gonna pull out my gun and enter cautiously You enter into his apartment and, you know, the shades are closed. You know, there is a half-eaten Uncrustable on the table that has been there probably for a couple of days just by the dense hardness of this Uncrustable. Um, But overall, you don't notice anything overly untowards. There is a faint cigarette smell in the apartment and you don't recall Andy being a smoker. Okay, I'm going to take a large bite of the Uncrustable while I continue to to search. Why don't you go ahead and roll Investigate a Mystery? Okay, I will do that. All right. Ooh, much better. I rolled a 12. Okay, so that is a great success. You are able to ask me any two questions you'd like. Um, so is there anything specific? It doesn't have to be from the list of questions available. Right. Okay. So I'm going to, I will ask one, the first one from the list. I will ask what happened here. Okay. You can see signs that somebody entered into his apartment, uh, that didn't have full access to it. So that's probably what the lock picking marks were. You can see that that person, probably stayed here for several hours waiting for Andy. Although there isn't a struggle, you can see that they left together. All right. Interesting. I am going to rifle through his cabinets to find another Uncrustable. (laughs) Okay. And eat that while I continue to investigate. And I would like to ask uh, my second question. Is there any clues here of where they may have gone? Okay, so a couple of things. You find a notepad, and it looks like something was scribbled on top of the uh, uh, notepad, I guess the so paper. I, so I do the pencil thing? Correct, the indentation like, from the, yeah. <laughs> the top paper. And you can see that there was an address scribbled on there, but this address is like... It, it 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 it's it's got to be out of state. Like you don't recognize it to be like in California. Um, okay. After doing a little bit of research, it looks like it is uh, in another country. Uh, this address specifically. Now you don't know if that means that Andy was taken there, uh, but this address is definitely out of country. And and if you would like, you can probably pinpoint it down. Yeah, which which country would that be? You are looking uh, at uh, an Italian address. All right. I don't have the resources to go to Italy right now. The second thing uh, that you notice is that in the corner of Andy's bedroom is a stupid, ridiculous spear. This spear is what you saw in the news footage um, that was airing on the TV. 
you recognize this spear. Okay. Do I feel that it's safe to even touch? I, I'm not 100% sure how to answer that question for you. Okay. You are aware of its history and you have known kind of the different people that have supposedly wielded this spear. There is right. almost kind of like a holy aspect to it. Right. I guess what I'm going to do, instead of like just grabbing it, I'm going to take the comforter off of the bed and cover the spear and kind of wrap it in the comforter so I'm not touching it. And then I'm going to try to like, I'm going to take it with me. And I guess the next place I would go, would I know where either B or Agent C live? Like, do I know their addresses or anything? You don't know their addresses, but you would be able to find it easily. Just I, I want to say that I gave skills. her a business card or something last time. Okay. Did that have your address on it or the address of the of your office? I don't think it would have it, your it, home it my, address. It my yeah. office, yeah. Okay. All right. So I will I will take this to the to the the location on the business card then. Okay. So you start to head into the NS9 uh, department of uh, Mea Culpa. Agency, as you come to the office, prior to either B or Deandra joining you, um, you find Harold. And uh, Harold, his eyes are dark rimmed. Um, his hair is uh, a little bit more unkempt than normal. And you can see, like, it is, he has just been here the entire night and probably has not slept. Oh, agency, great. Um, hey, Harold. Hey, uh, here, come into uh, my lab with me. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. So he starts to kind of show you the images from his microscope uh, after, you know, kind of doing different, you know, different evaluations of this drug that you provide to him. And he says, okay, look, do you see the way the, well, I mean, I guess organisms is the correct term, but there are, are, are live organisms inside this drug that you provided me, Zephyr. And you can see that they interact in very interesting ways. Do, do you see this here? So there's, there's something alive in the, in Zephyr? Well, I mean, you know, in a lot I mean, of drugs... Like a, this isn't like penicillin, right? This isn't like a well, bacteria culture. Kind of similar, right? I mean, in okay. a lot of drugs these days, there are bacterias that are used to help combat different things. And this is like nothing I have ever seen. Whatever they have come up with, it is new. I, In my studies, I have never come across anything like this. I don't know what it can do unless we, I don't know, run some trials. Um, so we don't, we don't know if it's, I mean, you, it's all new. So we don't know if this is dangerous or. I will say this from what I have gathered, the compound that is presented within this drug, once it is introduced into a new environment, it will mass produce and it will grow exponentially. And if I am correct, well, I don't know, but I feel like this is some kind of toxoplasmosis or I, 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 it's, it's hard to explain, but it's like in that David Duchovny film evolution. I don't remember that film. Don't watch it. It's not very good, but anyway, so, so what you're saying is that, you know, so introduced to a new environment, like a, a human body or, or of course. Or even an animal, biological creature. Whatever the intent of this drug, it will do fantastically. So what was the message? What was he saying? Uh, he was he was saying he was going to make a better world and that he was going to give it away for free. And I mean, I don't... He, I mean, he said he was going to make everyone happy. But okay. he, that's... I mean, it seems like... I don't know. I I would think that you'd want to make sure everyone got like a prescription for this or something. We, I, you can't. You don't know how it's going to affect everyone, but I don't know. I it, it it everything just still feels off to me. But you infiltrated their offices. I mean, was there anything that you saw in there that could lead to possibly what their intent with this drug is? 
We saw two experiments, but one of them was particularly troublesome. Uh, it was they they were giving some sort of drug to mice that turned off their their fear reaction. So they weren't scared of anything. And I didn't see it for myself, but allegedly they would go feral and attack cats when presented in a controlled environment. At this point, B has entered into the office and you can see Agent C and Harold in the laboratory. Wait, so are, are you talking about like zombie mice? Like that's they that's like a phenomenon like that happens through like you know cat excrement and then it's introduced and it creates this they almost... made it sound like it was intentional like they mm -hmm. were they were completely sedentary until they were presented with this external stimulus interesting so maybe that was a part of the experiment but why would they do that i mean one of the major factors of of that you know, that study is that the zombie, excuse me, the mice, they lose any sense of fear. That sounds about right. I, I, I've got to be honest with you. I'm not, I'm not a scientist, but I do have a, a very bad feeling about this. Who, who is this? Is this a new agent? I take off my wig and I let my flowing locks come down oh. and I I've put eyeliner on. So I look like a raccoon and, and, and I'm like, it's me. B. I didn't know you were an otaku. I don't know what that means exactly, but I'll take that. What? A weeb? Weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. Right. Harold, this is B. You, I think you've met. Oh yeah. You've met. I love Demon Slayer. That's awesome. I totally yeah. have a bunch of Demon Slayer. It's so good to meet a fan. <laughs> oh. Uh, of a Demon Slayer. It's good to meet a fan. Uh, yeah. Up top. Yeah. Shh. Uh -huh. <laughs> I heard you guys talking about mice or something. Is that right? Yeah. The ones we saw in the lab yesterday. Yeah, I got one. Yeah. What? Do I, no, do, I, I, don't, I don't remember if she did. I knew she did, but I just don't remember if she I think I think she did because she was like hiding from the camera view she was talking about. Mm -hmm. And yeah, okay. Oh, I was I was like keeping watch. Mm -hmm. Okay. Wait, so you're saying you have one of these mice? Is that correct? Yeah. Do you mind? I pull out the small clear thing that I put the, the mouse in and I give it over to the demon slayer uh appreciative fan he finds a large clear like aquarium type container places the mouse into it and you know at, at the time it, the mouse is very docile and he's like um oh you know what hold on i'll be right back and he exits the department and walks upstairs and he returns uh, with a cat and um, he places the cat into the tank with the mouse. And he's like, oh, there's always all these stray cats and I've been kind of feeding them on my off time. And I just wanted to see something. And the mouse at first, while docile, once introduced with the cat within its environment, immediately reacts and is not afraid and it does not cower it actually attacks the cat and just starts like scratching and biting the cat and he's like interesting okay and he obviously grabs the cat and the mouse is back to being kind of calm and uh, he kind of puts the cat down and goes i mean that wouldn't have happened the cat would have probably you know, effed up that mouse, but did you see the way it reacted? It's it's unnatural. But why would that experiment or or that be associated to Zephyr? I don't know. But, you know, I have a friend, Laura, who might be able to help us. You know, I, I, I made friends with her while I was working at uh, the, the Life Center or whatever. I, I basically just thought about this as a free breakfast bar. I mean, I guess I could go talk to Laura, find out what's going on. She was supposed to text me, but um, she didn't, which makes me think she might be in trouble. 
which makes me think I might have to hurt more people. Do you know her last name? Did we get her last name? I mean, we could always put a search out for her. I mean, I worked with her for several weeks, so I would assume that I knew her last name. Plus, I also stole her security badge, so I would have at least seen her. Yeah, last and you definitely know her and last you, name. And you did drive her back to her house after Marty's. That's right. Mm-hmm. Dr. Laura Lennon. Uh, her name is Dr. Laura Lennon, doctor of microbiology. And then at that point, uh, Harold's like, we're really busy today. There are we? Do we not like screen people coming in here? And at which point, Deandra walks in with a crazy long piece of blanket that looks like it's wrapped up under her arm. Well, Harold, you know we did skip out on security so that we could keep the lights on for another month. But uh, I know who this person, so no harm, no foul. But excuse me, Deandra. D. Good to see you. Hi. What uh, what brings you to NS9? Well, hold on. I'm going to pull out a cigarette and start smoking. Um, <laughs> nah, I, Wait until uh, you uh, got here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had a few on the way. Do you know where Do you know where Andy is? Oh, I texted him this morning, and I, I haven't seen him yet. Why? What, what do you have? Well, first, he's out of Uncrustables. Second, he's not at his house. Uh, and he didn't answer my calls, and I think it's really important that we find him. Did he like give you a key to your to his place? No, his door was open when I went over there. I mean, I was going to open it anyway, but somebody had already done it before me, and somebody was in there smoking jarms or something. Really, not not a great cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I think it's important that we find him as quickly as possible. Yes, I agree. This is priority number one. Andy must be protected at all costs. Yeah, I should have been informed if he was leaving the area. Do you know anything? Yeah, I know a little bit. I know about this thing, and I'm going to hold up the the blanket-wrapped package. Yeah, what what, what do you have there? I'm going to, like, flop the blanket open and let it crash to the floor. (laughs) That thing. Yeah, his spear. Yeah, don't... Yeah. What? Yeah. Why do you have it? Why do you have it? It was just hanging out in the apartment, like completely unguarded. Yeah, that's how he takes care of things. Well, he would have brought it with him to work, but huh. Yeah, it's okay. I wouldn't. Yeah, you know what? Don't let this thing just sit around. I mean, I just threw it on the floor. I know, but like, just it's. I didn't want to touch it. Uh, I touch it. I was just hell pick it up. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Okay. Well,. I mean, where did you where did where did he get it? Here, here. Yeah. It was just here. Yeah, we had we had it in the armory. Apparently, he, he, had, he, he had a he had a I don't know a free weapon card, so he got to go to the armory and pick something, and this is what he picked. What other kind of shit do you have in your armory? At least a flamethrower, UV related weaponry. Okay, do you have any other holy relics like that? Mm, I haven't put a requisition in for one. I can check. Okay, great. All right. Well, well. Okay. All right. Fantastic. So, uh, I didn't really, uh, pin Andy as being a religious type. Well, it's suspect that he has to be necessarily religious, but like, it's a, do you not know what this is? Other than it being a spear? No idea. It's St. George's spear. Oh, the dragon slayer? Yeah. And you just had it sitting around in the armory? It's real? They're dragons? Apparently. I haven't met dragons yet. Well, the thing is, they're hidden. It's yeah, they're definitely real. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you read between the lines, it's all over the place. Yeah, it's true. Agency, I would have expected you to be more observant. Uh, sorry, too busy with wolf men over here. Mm. Speaking of wolves, let's get the dogs on this, and I'm going to um, kneel down and touch. Let the dogs out. Yeah, I'm going to touch the spear. And as I do so, I'd like to use magic to have my my pack of dogs sniff out the scents. And I want to try and find Andy. Okay. So using them as sort of like tracking hounds. Are you Kakashi now? So use magic. I have had this from episode one. <gasps> No. Oh, good. Okay, good, good, good. 
That's a nine. Okay. <laughs> so so <laughs> it's important to mention that the pack of dogs that you are in control of, they are invisible, correct? That's okay. right, yes. And that is why Agency has probably no knowledge of this prior, other than possibly hearing noises or barks. I believe yeah. we'd introduced that in previous episodes. <clears throat> we sure did. Now, with your partial success, you are able to bring your dogs to the spear. And with that, they are able to catch a scent. Um, and they're able to, they're kind of like ready to go. So it, do you just let them do their thing? Uh, yeah. So I'm going to uh, just give this give the signal, which is me just throwing my hand toward the most prominent exit. Okay. And, and the dogs do uh, go. Um, they are immediately on the trail. Now, it's not like they're running at full speed. They are kind of like sniffing at various places, but they will uh, guide you um, as you follow them. All right. Come on, guys. Hell and Ragnarok, they've got the scent. So, yes, at first they uh, kind of just burst out of the office and um, they start to bark back at you. And uh, they are going in a uh, uh, into a specific direction. Are you all going to be kind of joined together? Yeah, I'm going to. Yeah. So, I'll tell Harold to go home and get some sleep. Uh, yeah, yeah. I uh, Just give me a call if anything comes up. And if anything comes up on my end, I'll give you a call. I need coffee. Okay, I'll talk uh, to you later. I think, I think maybe get a good lay down in first. You look, uh, you look like you might need it. Or an energy drink. You're right. I should probably up it, up it, right? Like more caffeine. Maybe with some caffeine pills. Harold, how old are you? I'm, well, that's odd, but I'm 25. Mm. Mm. Yeah. You know, you needn't be a zealot of caffeine. You could just go to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, he will I, take I, a big sip out of his coffee mug. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll get some sleep. Don't worry, guys. Okay, I'll, I'll see you guys later. Do it. Does it sound like he's lying to our faces, our gorgeous, beautiful faces? To Deandra, yes. Deandra is able to know if anybody ever lies. Yes, I that guess. is one of Deandra's skills. For the other two, you're not a hundred percent sure. <laughs> Follow those dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, tell me about how, how you get weapons in the armory, because, like, I'm concerned about where you found this. Oh, I have no idea where the agency found it. I just knew okay. it was in. Well, do you have, like, records or files or something else that I could steal or something? I'm not going to answer that question. But my understanding is that it is somehow tied to Andy and his family. Oh, oh. Okay. Does the well, does the name give me a second here while I look it up? Does the name Elaine Durant sound familiar to you? Yeah, apparently it was uh Andy's grandfather. Okay, well, this thing's been gone for a long time and like the last like known location of it was like this demon prince thing and it's like it's not great. So I'm 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 concerned for Andy's well-being right now. How do you know this much? I, I, where do you find this stuff out? Dark web. Hmm. Yeah, I've been saying that we gotta get one of those Tor browsers, but yeah, budget cuts. They're usually free. I could set it, I could set your computer up. It's fine. I I don't know if I want you setting my computer up, but uh, maybe I would love to. You Let know, me get on your computer for just a little bit. We should see what's up with Frank and Gina. <laughs> Frank and Gina are probably in in a different part of the office, but uh, you can definitely uh, interact with them if you'd like. <laughs> I don't have anything for them right now. <laughs> uh, Agency, it's Frank and Gina. Um, hey, just want to let you know. Hey, how was the mission? Great. Uh, yeah, Sergeant Cruz put us on this whole like life pharmaceutical thing oh great yeah that's what uh that's what we're working on yeah yeah so we have found out that there is several distribution locations that are just about to start pumping out this new drug called zephyr 
it is going, it's big. I mean, it's going to be everywhere. So I don't know why he asked us to follow up on this, but um, we can point you into any of the distribution centers. There's one right here in Mea Culpa. Um, but I mean, this is big. You know, this drug is going to go everywhere. Yeah, we're we're tracking that, but it looks like it's going to be a little more uh, concerning. Harold was running some tests on it. It's, I don't know. I don't have the warm and fuzzy about it. Frank, I know we don't like to talk about your past too much because of its uh, the dark side, but what are the chances are you can get that operation and Mia Culpa stopped? I mean, I could get in contact with some of my old, uh, you know, peeps. I could probably work something out. You know, we used to be in um, relocation and uh, we might be able to stop this distribution center from doing its thing. But I'm going to have to call in some favors. And uh, that might mean, you know, we have to cough up some money or favors. How's this? How about I deal with the agency and we'll see what we can do? Okay. Yeah. Why don't you uh, roll? Yay. (laughs) Uh, That is a plus sharp is eight. Okay. No, seven even. Okay, so you are partially successful. So you are able to get what you want, but there are circumstances. Yeah, I might get chewed out by my superiors. Okay, so what are you trying to do? And there will be a fallout. (laughs) Are you you trying to kind of get every, like, available agent to, like, work on this together, or? I think what we're going to try and do is... Perhaps use a little bit of the NS9 influence to get law enforcement to look the other way so that Frank and his associates have sort of free reign to do what they need to without risk of uh, intervention. Okay, great, great. Okay, so you set this into place. Several agents uh, that, you know, you have dealt very little with but are a part of the department you give them these orders and uh, they kind of, you know, go out and they get into their contacts with law enforcement. And uh, due to, to being like a government agency type of um, case, uh, they're able to kind of keep the law enforcement at bay. Um, and Frank and Gina start working with their connections and they're going to start working on the distribution center here in Mea Culpa. But the three of you probably jump in the van and follow invisible dogs. B, do you know how to drive? Oh, I could try anything. Why would why wouldn't I drive? <laughs> because the dogs are invisible. You can tell me where they are. I right? guess that's fair. Yeah, given the opportunity to sit in the passenger side and give directions, I'd much rather do that. And you do so. You can see that your uh, pack is steadily leading you towards uh, the side of town where the Mea Culpa airport is. Um, it's not a large airport. It's really just a, a very small, almost kind of like private jets and like one or two small airlines, but they connect with larger hub airports like SFO, um, you know, Oakland Airport, and you're able to connect onto flights there to basically get anywhere around the world. As you continue to follow these dogs, you're brought onto a nearby hotel uh, that is right outside of this airport. Um, and it seems like they have stopped in front of the building waiting for you to arrive. Okay, just pull in right here. Uh, pay the valet. We're going to go inside and ask oh, they questions. Have a, they have a, yeah, I'm gonna go. They have a parking spot for, you know, if you're checking in, check out. It says 20 minutes. So I think we'll be in and out, right? I'll put my, and I'll, I'll put my government vehicle like card on the, the review mirror. Like just in case. So, uh, B, the the clothes you're wearing does that mean that you slay demons? Yes. Okay. Thank you. Interesting. I don't know why you would advertise that, but that's very interesting. Uh. Okay. Well. D, do you not watch the to... anime? Absolutely not. I have no. 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 Idea. D. Not B. B. I know you don't watch anime. Oh. You would love it, but anyway. I... No, I don't watch cartoons. It's <sighs> not cartoons. Gut punch. They're all just cartoons. I don't watch cartoons. Sorry. Okay. Is Deandra a weird? Um, <laughs> She's a cr- not the, rude. I'm a, no, not a I'm crooked. Not a the other one. Um, the flake. Flake. The flake. Yes. 
So she cannot see my dogs. Is that, that right? That is correct. She yeah, cannot. No, I can't see. No, I can't. Okay, that. great. Great, great, great. Who currently has a spear? Did somebody pick up the spear? I assume. Wait, wait. It's in the it's in the back of the van. We'll, we'll see if we brought it. We're going to Andy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're we're near the airport. Maybe maybe he went to Italy. Why yeah. would he go to Italy? But yeah, why would he go to Italy? I'm gonna pull a, the crinkled piece of paper from my pocket. Like, cause cause this address from his house said it's in Italy. You could have fled with that, Deandra. <laughs> I could have, but I didn't because I was I too concerned. I let the dogs out for this. I was too yeah. concerned with the whole demon prince Sargon thing. Sargon. That's a dumb name. Hey, let's go see if Andy's here. And then I see your clothes that you slay demons, and I, I think maybe B's reasonable. And we can we can get rid of this thing and save Andy. I don't know. And then I got confused, and then we're at the airport, and then I think, you know, maybe the Italy thing. We're at hotel. Well, the hotel is by the airport. It's the hotel. It's the airport Sheridan. But and look, I, I walk haven't... to the airport Sheridan front desk. <laughs> I leave them. Uh, you go into the airport Sheridan, but there, you don't know how you can maybe investigate um, and find out where Andy would be. You can try maybe checking in with the front desk, or you can just continue to utilize your dogs who are invisible. And therefore, other than possibly somebody getting brushed by them or running into him, I I think there wouldn't be much of a commotion for you to continue to utilize them um, to locate Andy. Okay. Where do they go? They are. So they're currently waiting for you to release them again. They have brought you to the building and now they're indicating that Andy is somewhere inside this airport hotel building. Yeah, I'm going to walk into the front lobby area and more grand than needs to be. I'm going to spread my arms out, Jesus Christ style, and allow my my pups to to take over this hotel. They immediately spread out and they are sniffing all over the place. And once again, you're the only one that can see them, but they are uh, studiously going through every nook and cranny and they one of them barks when they get to what looks like um, a door to a stairway. I walk to the stairway. So you open the door. The dogs immediately rush upstairs. They go up about two flights of stairs. And once again, they bark and they're at a doorway that leads into level three. You open that doorway and now you are brought to the uh, room 306. And that is currently where you are. Okay, I'm going to phone agency. Hey, B, where'd you go? I am at room 306. Oh, uh, I I guess we'll be up uh, just in a second. Yeah, take the stairs. Take the oh, okay. It's good for it's good for you. Oh, sure. Yes, we will do that. You find B standing in front of room three hundred six. The door is closed. There's nobody in the hallway. There's not much else going on. I will. What? How is B postured? Is she like in sneak mode or is she like? Oh yeah, actually no. She doesn't have the capacity to know when to sneak, really. She's just standing there. So, yeah, so when agency comes out of the stairwell, he'll see B and be like, hey, so what's going on? Hmm. Did you find him? Room 306. Yeah, I think he's in here. All right. Or at least he was in here. Did you knock on the door? No, I was waiting for backup. I'll knock on the door. (laughs) You wait several seconds after you knock on the door. Nobody answers. Why don't we just break in? Yeah, that's a good idea. I kick in the door. Oh. Roll kick some ass. Got it. I was, I was saying, oh, as the foot was already making contact with the door. <laughs> that's a nine. What are, what's with all these mid-rolls? But, Horseshit. but it is successful. And um, as your door uh, kicks in, excuse me, as your foot kicks in this door, on the other side, you see uh, a pair of feet and legs that are sitting on a bed that the rest of the body is just kind of covered by the angle of the hallway as you enter the room. As you step in, B, you are immediately accosted by somebody that was hiding in the bathroom. And we will go ahead and <clears throat> roll something. Is there like a defense? No, huh? No, it's, she She kicked some ass. I can act under pressure. Act under pressure. Yeah, that'll be great. You're never going to guess. Is it a mid-level nine. roll? <laughs> it's a nine. 
So you are immediately grappled um, by somebody that looks like is wearing all black clothing. They're extremely slender, but strong. And you start to kind of go back and forth. Um, and uh, you see a woman uh, who has blondish hair. I don't believe you recognize this person. I'm not sure if you've ever interacted with this person, but Agent C, you see B entangled currently in the hallway of this hotel room with Delilah. Oh, it's the other D. Hi, Delilah. And amongst a a grunt as she is grappling B, uh, she goes, Charlie, hey. Hey, I thought you, well, we don't really know what happened with you. We thought you left the agency, but B, she's our, this is B, B, Delilah, Delilah, this is B. I know Delilah. I've met her several times. Oh, you guys are like, you look, you're fighting like you don't know each other. Well, I typically fight someone. Yes, I'm so sorry. I'm in my modern day demon slayer clothing. You must not have recognized me. And she kind of releases the grapple and and kind of holds you at arm length and and then kind of recognizes you and goes, oh, uh, B, I'm so sorry. I, uh, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? And where is Andy? He's... We're looking for Andy. How how did you find me? That's none of your business. All you need to know is I'm looking for Andy and you might have answers. Give him to me. And sh- <laughs> you hear a voice in the room. It's okay, Delilah. Uh, let them in. Is it Andy's voice or? It is not. Oh. You come in and B, you immediately recognize this voice in the corner of the room. Uh, in an armchair, smoking a cigarette, you see Alexander Skarsgård. I fucking knew you were going to say that, you jerk. How could you do this to me? We love Alexander Skarsgård, attorney at law. (laughs) Alexander Skarsgård, attorney at law, what are you doing here? Hey, this is Deandra, by the way. She's cool. I'm going to light a cigarette. Hello, Deandra. Yes, it is true. I am. Alexander Skarsgård. And I happen to be an attorney as well. I don't know why they say that every single time. But, well, this is uh, kind of fortuitous. I'm glad that all of you are here. Please, have a seat. And there's a couch. There's a rolling chair. There's the the edge of the bed. Um, You do see Andy. Andy is passed out. He's sleeping on the bed. He doesn't look you know, harmed in any way. It almost seems like he's just sleeping like a little baby. Delilah is like in a full ass, like leather suit. Like it is like a tight leather kind of like jumpsuit kind of thing. And it looks very tactical. Um, you yes, can man. see that she has uh, a, a pistol holster and also mm-hmm. some like dagger sheaths. Um, she is just fitted out. She was never a field agent with NS9, right? She was just the the quartermaster. Correct. She was basically Sergeant Cruz's secretary who also dealt with the armory as well. She may not be a spy. She might be a plant. And I take the rolling (sighs) chair. Yes. Well, I, uh, Charlie, I, I'm sorry you are finding out this way, but, um, I work for Alexander and, uh, I was placed in NS9 because of Andy. Uh, you know, looking around the room, so like, so what do we need to do now? Well, um, we need to take Andy back to his grandfather uh, and some of some other people as well. His grandfather's still around? Yes. Uh, actually, everybody's going to be meeting together in Italy. There is much to discuss. We can't go. We we have to deal with what's going on with Zephyr. What I can go. What is going on with Zephyr? What is oh, what is Zephyr? It's this new drug that LIF Pharmaceuticals is putting out that's going out freely to everyone in the US and it's going out for free and we think that it's gonna probably make everybody a little crazy. Interesting. Okay. Okay, I, I well, I, I don't know if this is more important or not, but there is some stuff happening behind the scenes, and uh, it's important that we discuss Andy's protection. 
I mean, I'm on it. I don't understand well, how this happened. Did you guys take Andy or did you recover Andy? I keep very close tabs on him. I'm sorry, B. We did take him um, and we did so without your knowledge. Um, there are just some things that you don't know. And uh, I don't know if you should know. Alexander Skarsgård, we have been friends and often lovers for years. And now you're telling me that I shouldn't know something about me, about my past, about what's going on here, about why I have been assigned to watch Andy but never given any answers why? I think you owe me a little more than that. Yeah, I'd like to manipulate some. Yes, please do so. Thanks a lot, Matthew. He was going to do Oh, you're going to roll a nine. Mm -hmm. It'll be fine. <laughs> I, I did a four. <laughs> oh, is I that four total? Well, oh, wait. Manipulate someone. Oh, I'm sorry. I have a minus one. It's no. three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have a minus one to charm as well. So that wasn't going to happen. Look, B, I... No. Wait, don't, don't, what, hold on. Alex sounded like he was going to say something that could be very helpful. Don't, don't start. <laughs> but unfortunately, uh, you cannot manipulate me. Like you said, we've been together on and off for many years. And uh, there are parts of you that you don't remember. And it is not my place to bring that back. And it has a lot to do with Andy as well. And that is why I was bringing him back to the collective is it about a demon? I'm sorry, who is this? Hi. This is Deandra. She's a, Deandra. a confidant of ours. Uh, She's very cool. Yeah. I said it when we came What? In. What organization are you with? Why do you know about the demon? I am an independent. I'm a PI. I am an investigator. She's on the dark web. I'm on the dark web. Wait, so you're not with NS9 or Dulce Periculum, Dominus no, Illuminatio? No, I'm not with anybody. She's clean. I don't even know if I, she speaks Latin. What do you know? Okay, hold on. Does anybody have a magic marker? I pull one out I of my pen. infinite <laughs> hole of holding. All right. I'm going to start scribbling fucking nonsense all over the walls. And I was like, oh, this is what I know, okay? So here's the thing. <laughs> And then I'm just going to like exposition, exposition all over the walls of like stuff that has like no connection and then some stuff that does have connection and then stuff about like Playmobil and Lego and the difference and why it's important and just like mega blocks. Yeah, all sorts of just crazy shit. But like in there a little bit about this, the 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 demon prince Sargon and the spear and and all of that nonsense. <laughs> Uh, Alexander comes up to you and goes, this is both crazy, but fantastic. Deandre, we should talk. I think I might have a place for you on my team, and I might be able to provide employment if you would ever be interested. I don't like your brand of cigarettes, but I, I think that's something I could think about. Yeah, sure. Who do, wait, who do you work for? Well, we'll talk about that later, but, uh, well, agency B, um... I guess it's time to catch you up. 20 years ago, there was a incursion. Wave of demons came across the veil and attacked humanity. It was a dark time. And those of us from the Hunter Collective came together. Numerous organizations who worked independently at first had come together to fight off. Like Deandra mentioned, the demon prince Sargon, who rallied all of the demons from across the Vale to attack us. B, that is when you died. When we found you- Impossible. I know it sounds impossible, but when we found you, you were lifeless. The father brought you back from the Vale. We also lost several other people uh, that day, like Andy's grandmother, but we made a mistake. We decided together, we decided to utilize a spell that would trap the demon prince forever. And it stopped the war. But that sacrifice was utilizing Elaine's grandson as a prison for that demon. And that is where we're gonna call it.
Hey everyone, I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to our new Geekly Inc. project, Vanguard of the Veil. We're having so much fun playing and producing this new show, so stay tuned for more to come. If you're interested in learning more about our podcast, follow us on Twitter at Vanguard Vale. If you want to hear more shows like ours, make sure to check out Cthulhu and Friends and Greetings Adventurers, a part of the Geekly Inc. network. If you wanted to follow the people who make this show, you can follow the keeper, Fred, at I Think I'm Fred. Agent C is played by Matthew at Matthew M. Morris. Andy is played by Tim at Tim Lanning. And B is played by Veronica at Typical Veronica. You can also follow our special guest star, Alex, at Happy Puke on Twitter. Make sure to check out his shows on SHU Podcast, Union of Heroes, Tales of Villainy, Weird Adventures in Space, and Young Sentinels. Our show is also edited by Steph at Steph O. Kingston and produced by yours truly. All music and sound effects are courtesy of Epidemic Sounds.